Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's good? My name is Chris Styles. This is Trapping Anonymous. Welcome back. Brand new episode, brand new content. Thank y'all all for sticking with me and, you know, helping me get this content to the world. Big shout out to Breakbeat. Uh, please follow Trapping Anonymous on that Instagram. Please comment like share you know just help uh keep keep bringing this content out to the world so i do appreciate everybody here do remember that the stories that you hear do not necessarily reflect real life they're here to entertain educate or just keep your little homie off the streets my name is chris Daz, trapping anonymous let's get it how are you uh -huh. <laughs> oh okay. straight to it right well, let's get straight to it um describe to me the day you ran away from home it was a regular day. Um, <clears throat> I was in junior high school around the time. I was like 11 years old. Wow. My mom, I got in trouble. My The school called my mom. I tried to lie saying that her phone was off, but I ended up finding out she actually paid her phone bill that day. So I was like, oh, damn, I'm going to get in trouble. Because my mom was, like, was a strict mom when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I knew what was the outcome if the school called me or if I got in trouble. Mm -hmm. It was either the extension cord, it was either like her finding anything to hit me with. So I was like, oh, I don't want to go home. But I ended up going home that day and I just waited for her to be asleep. I went on the phone. I didn't have a phone when I was 11 years old. I wasn't like everybody or any other kid to have a phone when Sidekick came out, Blackberry. I didn't have that. Nor flip phone, nor Obama phone, nothing. Until I literally had my last year of junior high school to have a phone it was a government phone so the only thing i could do was call my mom when i got to school and when i left and when i was in after school and when i was leaving so everything was walking distance i couldn't go to regular junior high school like everybody else so i waited till she was asleep my mom lived in a one-bedroom apartment so she ended up having her bed in the living room my bed was in the room mm. went on her phone went on facebook text some boy he wanted to see me mm. And I was like, okay, give me five minutes. He was living two blocks down from where I was living. Mm -hmm. It was easy. It was raining outside that day. Slowly unlocked my door. I lived on the fourth floor of my building, and I just ran down the stairs, never looked back. Why'd you leave? I didn't want to be home anymore. My mom was not a patient mom. She didn't understand my emotions as an 11-year-old girl. Um, she always <clears throat> never wanted to listen to me about my emotions. So it was like, what was the point of being home? She was embarrassing. I don't want a parent that's embarrassing. Where's your dad? Um, He was around, not like that, but I knew of him, I know him. He's on my birth certificate, I know how he looked, but he wasn't really an active father. Mm -hmm. Never really paid him no mind. My grandmother died when I was like 10. Her last thing was for him to be a father, but he never was a father since I was a child. I would go see him. He lived with my grandmother, and he still wasn't an active dad, so. Where did you go? So you went to go live with this guy down the block? No. Um, it was different places I went. Like, I just went with him for that night. He had school the next morning. I mean, 
we're 11, 12 years old. Right. Like, where are we going? Right. <laughs> where am I going? So he had school. I decided not to go to school. Like, I was just dodging, cutting school. But where would you go? Where would you live? Where would you sleep? I really would just ride the train, um, find areas where the costumes see that I'm, I'm supposed to be in school. Mm -hmm. And I end up bumping into, I had friends. Like, I used to go to school, but I used to find a way to sneak out before dismissal because I knew my mom, like, she regularly was a strict parent to be outside waiting for me to take me home. Mm -hmm. So I had a friend that was living in the area and I would just leave school early and go to her house. And then when three o'clock come, everybody's leaving. My mom can't find me, but I know where I'm at. So my friend would come home and she would be, I'll be at her house. And so at what point would you consider yourself actually moved out of home? At 12. 12? Yeah. And you were living with who? I was in the system. I got put in the system. Okay. So my mom put a pins warrant on me, which is if you're under 18, you're a minor, cops could look for you, lock you up, and tell you that you, that they found you. Wow. So it was basically like a missing child report, but everybody wasn't a missing one. They just made it as pins back then that time when I was 12. So um, yeah, once the last, the, it was the third time I ran away, my mom just like told the cops that she didn't want me. She was like, I don't want her to come back home. Wow. They was like, oh, you're gonna go back home? She was like, no, I don't want her. Wow. And she would expect me, like, why you keep running away? And I didn't know how to express my feelings because I got molested by my cousin for three years straight. And her and my cousin's mom was very close. So I was there consistently, and I didn't know how to express it to her that I got molested because my mom always told me if a guy or a male touched me, she never was, like, really explaining family too. So I thought it was okay for my cousin to do it to me. Mm. So I never bring it up to her. How old were you? I was six, seven, Jesus Christ. eight, and nine. Yeah. So what was it like living in the system? It was tough. Nobody, everybody could say they tough on the street, but the system tell you like, the system rip you out. Yeah. Because once you get in the system, there's no coming back. Like, it's hard to get out. Are you still in the system? No. And, and so you said 12, you sort of going through this whole process. Um, your, your cousin had molested you. Your mom says she doesn't want you. For a 12-year-old, where does this put you? What, what happens next for you? You just finish going to school. Do you turn to the streets? Do you, where do you find solace? I kept running away. Even from the system? Yes. Wow. I didn't want to be there. I feel like nobody understood me. Like, I was going through, like, court dates, family court. Um, and the, back in that time when I was 12, the judge will listen to your mom before you. It's not like how it is now where they will listen to a child before the parent. Mm -hmm. You can have a mouth and everything in that courtroom. It's whatever your mom says. So my mom used to be like, no, I don't want her going into no care. I don't want her coming back home to me, but what is whatever y'all want to do with her. Okay, you don't want me back home? Put me in like a closed area. I wasn't really an open person to talk to anybody. Nobody in the ACS building understand. They feel like you're just a child that just is trouble. 
but they don't know what you go through in the back in somebody's house, closed doors. Uh, we spoke earlier, you said that you felt like someone recruited you into prostitution. Yeah. At what age was that? I was 13, 14. So next year, you're, how did they, how were they able to do that to a 13 or 14 year old? Who, who, because I'm sure that there's someone out there that is going through the same situations. Yeah. There's somebody out there that's being groomed into prostitution, what they call sex trafficking and all of these things. How did they approach you? What, what things did they say? What sort of things should people look out for? So if you could just give us sort of how you went through that and what the person said to you. and She didn't really say much to me. Um, she was 18. Mm. I met her from just previous friends that I hung around when I was running away from home. And she did meet us eventually and it became up friends because we knew the same people. Um, she used to let me in her house when I, you know, like I'm running away, so clearly I need somewhere to be at. It was just this time she told me to come with her to the east and we went to some guy house and she told me, I was sitting there, we just speaking about like scamming and stuff like that. I'm thinking like that's what's a that's what he I guess like she came over here to talk to him about. I wasn't thinking like she would have just was giving me to him or anything like that. You're she just years old? Yeah. She just told me like she was going to the store, she would be right back. Mm. So I'm just thinking like, okay, cool, like nothing in my head is thinking like she's gonna leave me, like she's gonna come right back, like cool. But she left and then after a while I'm like, wait, she didn't even come back. So after she left, he just ended up telling me like, oh, okay, this is what you're gonna do. This is how it's gonna happen. I'm just like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. And I had to fight out that house. I had to fight. Like if I wanted to go outside, it was a problem. Um, if I took too long to go to the store, it was a problem. And then what was crazy later on that day, it was another girl who was 12 and he made somebody that he knew drive to her house to get her and she ended up having a missing report it was the time he was walking to the store and a detective jumped out the car and grabbed her but not me because i was in the system at that time like i was up my 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 re residential really was upstate so nobody would know that i was missing so they knew she was missing they didn't take me so i went back like they took her and I was just the only one there, so I really had to fight out that house. But the one thing I would tell females who's probably going through this is not every female is your friend and not everybody who's older than you tell you the right things to do. Like not everybody's your guidance. Don't look for attention and guidance from somebody that you barely know like that. So could, could you, you describe, describe the first time you had to sleep with a guy for this man? Um, yeah, I can remember. It was the time I had to go to an area. Um, I had a phone. He gave me a phone to use for us to keep in contact. And me and the guy that I supposed to basically do something with for the money, he's texting me like, oh, do you want something to eat? Do you want this? Do you want that? And I was just like, cool, like, hey, I want Popeyes, I want that, I want this. Then he got everything. 
And when it was time for me to like get to that point, I'm just like, I froze. Like, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, oh, dang, this is really about to happen. It just had, it didn't happen long. It just happened quick. And he gave me the money and then I texted the person. They're like, I got the money and I'm on my way back. Like, it was just a blank slate in my brain. Like, it just happened quick. It's done and over with. Were, were you, I know you said you were molested um, at six years old. Were you still a virgin? Yeah. So I lose my virginity until I was 12. But th that was to someone that you actually knew? Yeah. But it wasn't like you were working or doing no. any of those things. Okay, so, it, and it also wasn't like this guy took your virginity. Mm, yeah, no, it wasn't like that. Okay. How long do you do this for? As a 13-year-old, in my mind, I can't even sort of process what could be running through your mind or how difficult it is to be doing this? Or is this sort of something you think you had little to no knowledge of, that you was just doing what you had to do? Like what sort of things ran through your mind as a 13 year old um, in this street life? I mean, at that time, I was just thinking about having somewhere to be, mm. somewhere to go. I wasn't really thinking of, about anything else until it was just the time I got tired of like doing it. Like I felt inside of me, like this is not me. What age do you think that happened at? I was 15. So, so you, you were working for this guy for two years. years. It wasn't like me working for him for two years. Like when I fought out of the house, I ended up going to somebody else that he knew mm -hmm. in a different area. And then it stopped and then I went to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, nah, this is this not me. Right. Wow, that this is so intense um, for just a child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you think back at that child sometimes, sort of fighting her way through life? I wasn't able to find myself when I was a kid. Right. So I feel like the things I went through is probably an experience that I needed to because right. What if I probably was still doing that at the age I am now? Like, was it meant for me to experience it because the route you're going is not the route you need to be? Or to be honest, really finding myself. I never had a chance to find myself. I never was able to talk to anybody. It was always a, a cops and robbers thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm the robber and my life is the cops. Mm -hmm. So until I got caught, I was like, yeah, this is not me. I got to change myself. It's, it's interesting. You don't seem or feel defeated to me. Like, you don't, I don't feel like life has gotten the best of you. You know, it's like sometimes you talk to people and they're sort of like down on their luck. They're, they're looking at all the things that they went through, their life experiences. And they're just like, you know, on some fucking shit. But you know, even when I speak to you, it just seems like there's so much life still left in you. It's still, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not like, 
you know, this super pessimist where you just, you know, you feel like, you know, the world is against you. Do you feel like that there's something that you could have done differently thinking back at the, on those times, on those years? I mean, you were only a kid. I think the only thing I probably regret was not asking for help. Hmm. So, and not opening up to people like, this is how I feel, this is what I'm going through at home. Because nobody really listened, so what was the point of talking to anybody? It, 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 all, it, it almost bewilders me too that there are all these men having sex with a 13, 14, and 15 year old. And you weren't the only young girl. There were 12 year olds. Yeah. There were grown men paying to have sex with minors? Sometimes I, I really can't. I'm not trying to be, you know, protective for men who took, like, you know, one intercourse with young girls. But most of the time, they really didn't know if we was young. I mean, you could yeah. look at me when I was 13, 14 from the face if you really knew what a little girl looked like and be like, yeah, she's young. But the body I had that was developed faster than normal girls with just waiting for puberty, my body was already developed before puberty. And then when I got to puberty, it's like my body looked like a 20-something-year-old at 13, 14. So you see my body, you're not thinking about me being a little girl at that time. Yeah, because in my mind, it's like, like I could talk, talk to you for 10 yeah, seconds and know if you're 13. If I'm a little girl, but certain guys is just like, they look at the body and be like, yeah, she's not a kid. That's how some of them think. Wow. Or just some of them just don't care. Like it's for that time being that moment. They paying for it, so mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. So now what do you do for a living? Um. Right now, I'm just going back to school, to be honest. I just feel like I need to. A lot of experience I had, I just realized my brain is not like everybody else's brain. Like, everybody say, like, what happened to them as a kid? This is why I don't make excuses for what happened to me. Life is not pieces and cream, but I ain't gonna make an excuse for everything I do. Like, oh, I'm like this because my mom did this to me, my dad did this to me, or I went through a kidnapping situation before. I was in the system. This is why the way I am, like... Kidnapping? Yeah. What happened? Um, I was just walking down the street, and some guy just grabbed me up. And I think... I, I feel like it was wrong place, wrong time. Because I knew not to go down that block, but that was the block that I needed to get down to. And I just got snatched up quick, but I was able to like get out of it. Like one thing as me doing a lot of things as a child, you couldn't dumb me. Like you couldn't think I was a dumb, just a little girl. Like I wasn't stupid in the brain. Probably my decisions were stupid, but no, mm-hmm. I, I always was thinking about something. How'd you get out of that situation? I want to beat his ass. Can he let you go? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I was the fighter. Like, I guess he did this before where a lot of girls ain't fight. I'm right. I'm fighting. I'm I don't up. know you. Right. Like you snatched me out of nowhere. Like I don't know who sit there and be like, oh my God, it's got kidnapped. Let me sit here. He doesn't know that he doesn't know what you've been through. You know yeah, I mean? like, like he don't know the experience. So he don't know that I'm these girls that just oh yeah, she just randomly walking out of the block, let me snatch her. She ain't gonna do nothing. 
when did you turn to dancing? I was, well, I graduated high school at 17. Um, that's all I wanted to do when I was in the system. My mom used to doubt me. Mm. No, you're not going to be nothing. You ain't going to graduate. Mm. And I got out the, I got out the system at 16, but got put back in the system at 17. Because the place I was at at 16, they was known for sexual trafficking too. What? Yeah, like it was people who was working at that place who was sexually trafficking girls. But I wasn't, I left at the, before that even started happening and then I got put in foster care at 17. My mom finally admitted to the ACS people that she provoked me to hit her when my little brother was born. So that was just the, I guess the eye opener, the eye opener finally for them to be like, oh no, like it, she never was the problem since she was 12. So they took me away from my mom's custody. My mom always kicked me out for like random reasons, but what made me really start dancing was after, during COVID. Mm. I was in college, I had to get kicked. I woke up getting kicked out. Basically due to COVID, everybody had to pack their stuff at a certain time and leave. Nobody couldn't, you couldn't be there no more. They don't want you there. Mm. So right then and there, I was like, Oh, I lost the motivation to continue school. I was like, yeah, I'm not going back. Like, ain't nothing out here. Like, COVID messed everything up. You can't get no job, nothing. And I just was like, maybe I need to find myself one more time. I was 19 turning 20, so I was like, I think I need to find myself. Like, well, who really am I? Even though I did one time, but like I said, life's not done. So once you hit 25, 30, I feel like that's when you really know yourself. Like I'm, I'm 20 years old. So I just decided to start doing it. Not because of the money. I didn't care about that. Like I was making money before doing the dancing. It was just my people skills. I didn't know how to open up. And in order to be a dancer, you got to talk to people. Just can't sit here and just not say nothing. He's going to give you money. Like it don't work like that. So. Wow. Well, it has dancing provided a lot of money for you. Was it like an increase? You said you was getting money before. I'm assuming you, what were you doing before? I was doing hair. Okay. I was, I had a job. Yeah. So it was like money was, money never been an issue for me. Like I, my family just always showed me that I could always ask them for something. Not saying I always went to them for anything, but I was always told money is not always a go-to. Like you don't need to, everything don't have to involve money. Mm. I was never a picky kid to care about money. So right. that was never my issue when I started dancing. Like, well, I need this, I need that. Like, no. And how long were you dancing yeah. for? I only been dancing for like a year and a half. And how was, did, did that, that prove to be very lucrative for you? Yeah. The money was just like a plus for me, a plus one. It really wasn't something that I depended on. It just came. Like, that's what comes with you being a dancer, like money as anything else. What was that lifestyle like for you? It was exciting for me. Wow. Because I always liked dancing. So me dancing and then getting the money for it, it was like money a plus one. But the fact that the talent and the, the talent I had and people was actually paying attention to it, that's what meant a lot to me. Like the things I could do, like I would go to a regular party when I was a kid to pay to get in. But 
people watching me to do the most craziest tricks, throwing thousands of dollars just to see a trick that they, you know, most other girls can't probably do in hills or on a pole or something like that. So, so it's something like to acknowledge your talent and then want to help you expand it. That was something that meant a lot to me. It's so interesting that anytime that I would usually talk to like, you know, dancers and things like that, it's, it's usually like money driven, but like here you are and it's sort of the positive attention that you're getting. It's sort of the cheering you on. It's sort of the, sort of the things you would get from a parent. You know what I mean? Someone that is like impressed with you or, you know, looking at you like, yo, like, you know, keep going or, you know, just positive reinforcement. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it doesn't matter like sort of where it comes from is the fact that it comes and it gives you that same feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you weren't, you wasn't looking at it like, oh, let me just get this bag, let me get this bag. It was like, nah, this is like low key fulfilling something within me. Like a little void that I had, you know, probably from childhood that was robbed from me. You know what I'm saying? That I wasn't able to get. You know what I mean? From being, you know, such a tumultuous childhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what's sort of your worst memory as a kid? Seeing my mom get abused by my stepdad. Let's talk about that. Um, I always went through a domestic violence with my mom and my my stepdad. I mean, I'm my my stepdad been in my life since I was two, so. It, I really started seeing it visually like at four and then it, it stopped when I was like 10, 11 years old because I started running away at that time. So I really wasn't seeing much of my mom and my stepdad relationship as much as before. But that that put a toll on me seeing my mom get beat and my, my stepdad getting beat and the cops coming. Um, that just made me feel like no man put no hands on you. Mm. Like my mom showed me, like a man put their hands on you fighting back. Regardless of what black eye, what busted lip you have. Mm -hmm. I feel like my stepdad respected my mom's in some type of way, like she hitting me back. Wow. So. What was yeah. your best memory as a child? I think my best memory as a child, I think when I graduated high school. Fire. Um, Everybody, my mom's kept doubting me. Like, she kept saying I wasn't going to do nothing, I was going to be nothing. And that's the one thing I always wanted to do since I was, like, going through everything in the system. Like, I'm going to finish school. Like, once I finish school, nobody really can't tell me nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not like these other girls out here that they now, like, probably my, they now, my, now my age, pregnant, no degree, no diploma, no nothing. Like, I got mines. Like, mm -hmm. I could prove, like, I could pull mines out. Like, I graduated, bro. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I did this, but... I finished school. Do you think you'll ever go back to dancing? Um, I think about it. I do think about dancing because that was a, a a mental cleanse for me. Mm. Like when I when you a dancer, your name is what you want your name to be to people because they can't know your real name. So you playing two people in one life. So I'm playing that name in a club. People know me as that name, and I have to play it because I can't show them the real me. Like, nobody needs to know the actual real me. But when I get home, reality facing me. I'm my, I'm my real name when I get home. I ain't the person at the club. Like, 
I'm selling fantasies at home, but I'm really, really, really living a real situation at home. Once that, once the club closed and you done counting your money, like you gotta face reality mm. after that when you get home. No matter how much money you make, you facing whatever you going through at home. It's not, it's not easy, but that's how it is. Um, what do you think your sort of worst memory of dancing was and your worst memory when you had to uh, work as a young teenager? My worst memory as a working as a young teenager, like as in when I was doing what I was doing. Yeah, the prostitution. Um, that memory was when it was some big fat guy. Like he wanted me to give him oral, and I was like, Nah, bro. <laughs> like, nah, it's none of that. And we, he tried to beat me up, like, cause I took his money and I didn't want to do what he do, but. Like, nigga, I'm not doing that. I'm bugging. Like, I'm out. We fought. I still slid out and got ghosts. Like, fought a lot. That's up. it. Did you, did you did a lot, lot of fights in school? school and, <laughs> yeah, and like, and stuff. when I was a kid, I used to, I don't know. I think seeing my mom and my dad fight, and my mom always used violence as a key to face problems, I think that's what put mm. it on me. Mm. Until I got older, I was like, violence is not always the key to solve problems. Like, I don't need to put my hands on everybody or get rowdy with anybody. Every time they say something out their mouth, I don't like. Like, nobody even need that type of energy from me anyway. And, and you're not, like, like the tallest person in you. Like, you're, no. like... <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, you're, like, relatively <laughs> small, like, to, you know, to have so much uh, fight. So, uh, what about dancing? Sort of, like, your worst memory? Uh... My worst memory dancing was when I was dancing in this club in Queens. Um... Like I said, like my body is, is natural. I don't, I don't have, I never got surgery in a day of my life. So my body being similar to a Spanish girl with a BBL, that's like rare to find. Cause it's always a black woman, always insecure about their body or like, oh, I'm gonna go get a BBL cause I'm insecure about this. Or they be around people who look like this and get this certain type of money in the club and be like, yo, how you did that? Oh, I got a light bulb. I got a BBL. Mm -hmm. And they feel like that type of attention just get them where they need to be. And it's not really always, always like that. So mm -hmm. my worst experience was really when I was in the club in Queens and I was the only black girl in there. And I had a, I, I got a body just like a Spanish girl. So I'm thinking like, okay, cool. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm, and I and I could do tricks that none of these girls in here could do. I'ma get something this night for real, but that didn't happen. Mm. Like I didn't make no money, and the tipping was like one twenty, one hundred twenty dollars flat that's because it you, was after twelve. That's how much you made. No, that's how much I had to give the club to dance at that club that night. And you didn't make no money. No. And do you you think this is because you wasn't a Spanish girl? Yes. Even though my body was similar to them, I wasn't Spanish. I wasn't Spanish. So you had to pay yeah. out of your pocket. We all have to. Every dancer. Any dancer tell you they don't have to pay either not something to they fuck the manager. They fuck the promoter to not pay. Or they tipped out. They waited till they made money to give it back to the club. But not something that's in no club not gonna let you tip out. Either you tipping or you're not dancing. Wow. That's it. Do you think that there's a price that guys could pay you to have sex with them? After my experience as a child, I don't even look at myself like that anymore to even give it up to anybody for no money. That's not my character anymore. Yeah, that was me in the past. 
but I don't carry myself like that. So yeah, they, they say um, you can't yeah. even get a date out of me and think that you won't get between my legs after a meal. That don't even work. You know that you know there will be like some kind of price that uh, dancers would take to be intimate with them. Of course, you see that a lot of that in the club. I don't. I see that in a lot of the. I mean, I danced around a lot of Instagram models that niggas probably beat they meat to them having meat. Mm. So I seen they prices of giving it up. I seen a lot. I I've been next to famous DJs that you would never think you would meet in a real life. Pay for a price from an exotic Chinese or a little Spanish girl like How much you never going to see. Some of them was probably spending fifteen hundred an hour. Fifteen hundred wow. that night. Wow. Um, most bartenders that was exotic looking, they was getting paid in a boom boom room, which is really VIP way of the club. And the bouncers knew who was giving it up. If you were a bartender, a dancer, like they knew. So when I when when a bartender tried to talk about a dancer, I laughed because it's like, I, my my clothes is off. Feel me, like to a certain extent, but. You doing the same thing I'm doing, you just a bartender. Bartenders is going to the boom boom room? Yeah, they go to the VIP and get a little something crazy in there. That is it's not they make it peaches and cream on uh, Instagram. They really do that in real life. Like most of the you 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 could tell from a dancer when she sells her body. You could tell. But with a bartender, it's a nine times out of ten. So you when a guy walk in the club. They don't see us. They see the bartender after the before us. But they would think because the girl's the face of the club, she ain't doing nothing. Like, nah. She's doing something, bro. Pay the play. Most bartenders who became bartenders was definitely fucking the owner of the club. Definitely to be in the back of that bar. Wow. It's not like how everybody make it look like. Just you gotta they gotta do stuff too. Most bar, most bartenders gotta do a lot. Have you ever had to do something to advance yourself into? Hell no. Ain't nobody ever going to make me stoop down low to get nowhere. If I ain't accepting me at club, I ain't coming. Wow. I guess my talent's not needed there, and I'm not expecting my talent to be needed there. I know if I miss out on a day, probably a better day probably come. Like, there's a time a, a club ain't accept me because I was dog-scanned. But, oh, she, she, she looked, the housebound lady said, like, oh, but your body is just natural and it's beautiful. But uh, I, I can't accept you. Mm. But the next day, I'm next to a whole football player again throwing 50K on me. So I ain't lose nothing. I gain something. That's a fact. Um, what does the young you say to the older you? The young me? And what Son, do you say back? The young me? I probably say... Dang. I think the older me now will tell the younger me, like... I bet you didn't even think the outcome would be this. Probably be somewhere dead. Probably be in jail. Probably be still out here doing things that at your age you shouldn't even be doing. And I think the younger me probably acts older me like, what you doing now? What's going on with you now? Like, where you at mentally? Instead of like, all right, you, you got it now. Like, we got over obstacles, but where you at mentally? So... I'm probably telling my younger self, like, I'm, you know, I still got to work on, we still got to work on ourselves, but mentally, like, we, we not the old us. That's what I tell my younger self. Where are you mentally? Um, mentally, right now, I'm at a place where I ain't going, 
let life take control of me. It never did. But mentally, I'm at a place where I'm okay with who I am. If nobody can accept me, that's cool. I, in order for me to be 100% with people, I got to be 100% with myself. And if I'm not 100% with myself, how can I be 100% with other people and anything I want to put myself into going into the future? So, My name is Chris Daz, Travin Anonymous. Let's get it.